2: Hackers are after your business data. I can help. I am Bai, the virtual intelligence assistant at Virtual Armor.
0: Virtual Armor, partnered with Juniper Networks, provides cybersecurity services and end-to-end solutions to keep what's yours, yours. Defend yourself with managed firewall and managed SIM essential core services that are economical and efficient. Virtual Armor goes beyond just initial alerting to provide a thorough report on threats, vulnerabilities, and results.
2: Let me help protect you. Contact me at Just Ask By. That's vi.com.
1: And here we go. My opponent is against oil, guns, and God. I am the Democratic Party right now. 47 years, you've done nothing.
0: Everything Americans value hangs in the balance. We have an obligation under the Constitution. To
1: use every arrow in our quiver. This is the most important election in the history of our country. I believe that. Yes. Is Devious Motives with Brett Winterbull.
2: Welcome. It is Devious Motives, your daily look across the 30 final days of this election campaign. Get ready, folks, because Monday, the 12th of October, we're going to see commencing the uh, hearings into the fitness, and I put that in air quotes, of uh, Judge Amy Coney Barrett. We certainly know that the, uh, the assault is going to come fast and furiously from the progressives who are, are out there talking about a number of different things. In fact, it was kind of shocking uh, earlier on Sunday to hear that uh, citing concerns over COVID, vice presidential nominee for the Democratic Party, Kamala Harris, would not be participating live in person. In fact, she will just be going remotely. Uh, that That's interesting because I And I'm just spitballing here, but I really feel like this is her hiding from the country because of her acerbic tone that she took in that in that Brett Kavanaugh hearing. If you go back to the start of the Kavanaugh hearing in 2018 and and you dive into how it was Kamala Harris, then senator from uh, California, junior senator from California, comported herself on that committee. She did not. Want the confirmation hearing to proceed at all, and this is all pre uh, Blasey Ford and the allegations that came out from the uh, from the uh, uh, pro abortion uh, lawyers who are out there purposely trying to sink the Kavanaugh campaign along along the abortion line uh, at, at the outset, the Monday of those hearings, Kamala Harris began by trying to disrupt the hearings in total. She was, uh, she, she was Spartacus before Spartacus was Spartacus. And, and she sat there and said repeatedly, uh, I object, I object to the hearings proceeding. We don't have enough information. We don't know who this man is. We've never heard of him before. Uh, I object. I don't want to have uh, these hearings proceed. And, and she went at Chuck Grassley. She became uh, to Chuck Grassley, like a, like a like a stinging hornet constantly trying to get him as he was trying to proceed and and do uh, the business of the committee. She kept objecting. She kept declaring that that this is not uh, the time to proceed with a uh, with a Supreme Court nomination. And it's funny because that would be 2018. Right. That would be well into the the president's term of office to, to fill the slot. Um, remember. The, the first Supreme Court justice nominated by Donald Trump was Neil Gorsuch. The second was Brett Kavanaugh. So the Brett Kavanaugh appointment was not payback for Merrick Garland. That was Neil Gorsuch. Brett Kavanaugh was just up for consideration for the Supreme Court uh, uh, position and Kamala Harris back in 2018 and dur- during the, this coming week I'll play clips of her really disrupting attempting to disrupt and derail the hearing and, and, and she never brought up any substantive objection on Brett Kavanaugh other than you you were appointed by George W. Bush you were in the George W. Bush administration you were inside the office of legal counsel for George W. Bush so we don't really want you to be a part of this process. Now suddenly things have shifted. Uh, Chris Coons, the um, what would I call Chris Coons? Chris Coons would be w- would be sort of like if if Joe Biden were a knight of yore and he may have been. I mean, uh, he he may have been a knight back in the 15th century. But if Joe Biden were a knight, he would be his squire, carrying his sword, his shield, depends on how that goes. Brett, did you just make an illusion that he would carry his Depends? No, he wouldn't carry the Depends. It would be on the back of the horse. But but nevertheless, uh, Chris Coons, who bragged during the, uh, the, uh, Ka- uh, the Kavanaugh confirmation hearings, bragged about what good friends he was with Brett Kavanaugh and how still he thought Brett Kavanaugh was a dirty, evil man and would never vote for him for Supreme Court justice. Chris Coons is the most, I would argue, the most underhanded uh, character inside the Senate when it comes to putting off this reasonable appearance out there to the rest of the world. And then just being a naked or as some people in the South say a naked partisan here is uh, Chris Coons from uh, Sunday today with Chris Wallace. Of course he's on Chris Wallace. Chris Wa- Wallace loves to soft soap. Uh, the folk who are uh, in opposition to all things, uh, DJT MP and the, uh, uh, the Republican wing of the party. Here is uh, here is uh, uh, Chris Coons laying the wood as to how it is he's not going to confirm. Amy, Coney, Barrett.
0: Well, I'm going to be laying out the ways in which Judge Barrett's views, um, her views on reaching back and reconsidering and overturning long-settled precedent are not just extreme, they're disqualifying.
2: Okay, I'm no lawyer. And what I'm about to say is going to be regarded as probably controversial can somebody show me where in the Constitution with the article 3 branch of government the Supreme Court that there's some kind of a, a, a marker or a rule that says you can't overturn precedent because it's been held for a long time and the reason I, I say this is there have been some terrible Supreme Court rulings uh, through through American history Dred Scott comes to mind. Plessy versus Ferguson uh, c- comes to mind. These are all terrible, terrible precedents that took place uh, under the Coons um, model. You wouldn't be able to overturn them if they've been in place for a really long time. So, what is the age at which you you can no longer overturn a Supreme Court precedent? In, in all seriousness, and he's not even really convicted of his. Uh, he's not even really carrying uh, his his conviction of his beliefs because what Chris Coons goes on to say is is something quite remarkable indeed he, he lays down objections for for doing the chris coons uh, uh play as as being well of course there's covid covid is something that's got everybody worried and uh kerfuffled and flustered by and there's of course the illegitimacy of the nomination and there's the extreme nature of her views and there's okay so what what, what really is the objection chris coons the objection is that donald trump appointed somebody to replace Ruth Bader Ginsburg, and that the person who's been nominated to replace Ruth Bader Ginsburg shares the gender of Ruth Bader Ginsburg, but not the politics of Ruth Bader Ginsburg. And in the same way that RBG went by the the three-letter acronym or the three-letter initials, uh, ACB goes by them as well. And that's just, that's not cool because nobody at Netflix is going to want to do a documentary or a really cool show about Amy Coney Barrett uh, doing P.O., P.I.O., Pilates and yoga, Right, that all the cool parents are doing these days. Here's uh, here's Chris Coons just trying to trying to dodge and duck and weave and weave and bump uh, his way through this. Check it out.
0: She has taught at a well-regarded law school. She clerked for Justice Scalia. But she has views that make her not qualified to serve on the Supreme Court. President Trump has said he would only nominate someone who would overturn the Affordable Care Act, taking away health care protections from more than 100 million Americans in the middle of a pandemic. Uh, And both President Trump and members of the majority on this committee have said they would only vote for a nominee who would overturn Roe versus Wade, as I will lay out in my questioning this week we shouldn't be having this hearing with two members of the committee infected with covid
2: she has taught at a well respected law school that we disagree with and we don't like she's going to overturn things that we do like and we're afraid of the covid all of a sudden we really we're we're kind of freaked out about the covid we weren't freaked out about the covid when the mobs were marching and rampaging through the streets but we're really concerned the covid's got us up nights except except for except for the World Health Organization coming out um, via the UK's envoy to the World Health Organization, condemning mass coronavirus lockdowns, slamming the, quote, ghastly global catastrophe caused by crashing the world's economy. That would be Dr. David Nabarro. Navarro. Navarro? Navarro? Sabarro's? Sabarro's. Good pizza. Dr. David Navarro from the who? From the who? The Really? David Navarro was in the who? I thought Dave Navarro was in... Never mind. I'm not going to play silly games with names. Uh, David Nabarro from The Who. Roger Daltrey? Stop it. Appealed to world leaders on Saturday, telling them to stop using lockdowns as your primary control method of the coronavirus. He claimed that the only thing lockdowns are achieving is poverty, with no mention of the potential lives saved. Uh, are you listening, Mandy Cohen? Are you listening, Roy Cooper? Are you listening, J.B. Pritzker? Are you listening, Gavin News? I could get on the whole list of these yo-yos. This is in direct contrast, by the way, of the Wahoo chief, the World Health Organization chief, Tedros who as far back as April gave his full support to the lockdowns. You must do the lockdowns. Lock down everybody. We don't want, we want to make sure nobody gets the cooties, Um, the cooties, the cooties. So, so you have um, in April, he's given his full support to the lockdowns full throated support to the Chinese government. I mean, he he gave full throated support to the Chai comms and to Xi Jinping even warned against lifting them too soon. Then in August, Tedros praised more, several, praised several national governments, including the UK, the UK, France, South Korea and Germany for, quote, using all the tools at their disposal to tackle any new spikes included in in regional lockdowns. Speaking to Andrew Neal, the Andrew Neal, I don't know who that is, of Spectator magazine, uh, Dr. Nabarro uh, bemoaned the collapse of the international tourism industry, claimed that there would be doubling in the levels of world poverty and child malnutrition by 2021, as he warned that lockdowns make poor people an awful lot poorer. Really, can we please get this in a commercial? Can we please get this out into the the broader public? My Lord, that is a huge reveal, and it's not anywhere. You're not going to hear cursing Fredo Cuomo. You're not going to hear Andy Cuomo. You're not going to hear Donnie Lemons. You're not going to hear... Uh, the, the progressives on the channels telling you that the, we got to stop the lockdowns because it's making people poor. You know what else it's making people? Can we be honest? It's not just making people poor. It's making people drug addicts and alcoholics, and more likely to commit domestic violence on their on their children and wives. I mean, in all seriousness, this is a big deal. And uh, under normal circumstances, it would be an even bigger deal. We'll 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 dip in that uh, uh, later on. But let me let me give Chris Coons one last time. To, to make a make make a goofy man out of himself uh, with his takes on ACB uh, uh, here. Here is Chris Coons uh, finally closing out the deal on why it is he's going to really take uh, Amy Coney Barrett apart.
0: It's rushed. It constitutes court packing. And her views are too extreme to qualify her to serve on this court.
2: Senator Cruz, uh, what say you in regards to the packing of the court? Who's really trying to pack the court? Are are you implying that it's going to be Vice President Kamala Harris and President Joe Biden if, in fact, they ascend to those positions? What what, what do you say there, Senator Ted Cruz from Texas?
0: They intend to pack the court, which would politicize it, would destroy its independence. It's something FDR, at the height of his power, tried to do in his own party. The Democratic Party said, no, it would destroy the court.
2: Oh, boy. Oh, boy, Ted, don't don't go using don't don't please don't go using history. Don't be looking for consistency when it comes to history. I mean, this is just this is too much. I mean, I I know I know we all said that the mass shutdowns unendingly without being targeted towards vulnerable groups would result in broader misery in our nation. I know I was there. I heard it. I heard y'all say it. I did. I heard you say it. Um. And we get that, and we understand that, but the, now Nabarro, the UK rep to the World Health Organization, has come out and said these, these lockdowns are bad. They don't help, they don't keep people healthy, and they're going to create child malnutrition and disease because people don't have jobs to feed their kids. But, I mean, while that's happening, I mean, it's, it's all super interesting stuff, right? And let me, let me go back to what else the, the media are also ignoring, and we'll, we'll get into some other stuff straight ahead. In fact, I, uh, the president was actually on with uh, Maria Bartromo, uh, this morning. But but here is uh, yet some more sound from the Blexit March. You didn't hear anything about this in Washington, D.C. because it didn't check the appropriate boxes of people like Acosta and Caitlin Collins and Wolfie Blitzer and the rest of them. It didn't it didn't check those boxes that that we needed uh, checked. But this is one of the guys. A young man, I would say he's probably in his mid-late 20s, African-American man, he's at the Blexit March, and he's making a really eloquent case for why it is uh, that this country uh, needs to celebrate who we are. And it comes down to the F word. Freebies? No. The F word. Filibusters? No. Freedom. It comes down to freedom. And also rule of law. Rule of law. Wow. Listen to this young man, he's got it exactly spot on, and you're not gonna hear it any I else.
0: Mean, if you look at this group of people that we have out here, we've got Asian people, Hispanic people, white people, black people, mixed people, we have uh, mixed families. Um, it's, it's everyone because that's what America is, it's everyone. So when our law enforcement officers go out and protect one of us, they're protecting everyone. American isn't a skin tone, it's a ideology, it's a mental state. It's knowing what your freedoms are and defending those freedoms, not just for yourself, but for everyone else. And that's, that's why they want to strike so hard against that. Because if you can get people to believe otherwise, then America isn't what it is. We, we see the beauty in it, and that's why we're here in our beautiful statement. US, National capital here right now.
2: How do we get this guy into the Congress and the Senate? He's got everything he needs, common sense, and a good understanding of who we are.
1: You're listening devious motives you're listening to devious motives
2: welcome back it is brett Winterbull's devious motives i'm glad to be spending this time with you Uh, let's let's dive into a couple of other big things that are out there actually kind of happening one of the things that i thought was interesting was the way the president rallied his base over the weekend uh, with his what are they calling it a peaceful protest right the peaceful protest at the white house Standing in stark contrast, obviously, to a lot of the, the violence that we've seen take out. In fact, there was violence over the weekend in Denver, uh, shootings in Denver. Uh, people were, were rioting and smashing and destroying property uh, in, in Wisconsin again. This is not a good look. Um, and, and you're really hearing silence from the leaders inside the, 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 the Senate and inside the House over on the, uh, the progressive end of the equation. I'm not blaming any American politician for the violence we're seeing. But it's distressing to see how quiet they are uh, about the violence that's actually taking place. I mean, it really is. It's not it's not acceptable to, to have people destroying property uh, there out on the out on the street. Uh, but on a Friday, it was very curious to hear the conversation that was uh, happening between uh, President of the United States, Donald Trump and Rush Limbaugh on the virtual MAGA rally. I thought it was I thought it was uh, incredibly interesting. One of the things that the president said during that rally that I thought was was a, a unique way of, of play, play, presenting his argument was to once again turn to the American people and say, look, these reporters that are covering uh, our reality and, and who we are, you know, they, they don't understand you at all. They don't understand you at all. And uh, don't be don't be motivated or demotivated by the polls that you're seeing out there, because these people don't get it. Here's the president on Friday, late Friday afternoon with uh, with Rush on his program, which happens to lead into my program on News Talk eleven ten ninety nine three WBT in Charlotte and the Piedmont. And we're live every single day from uh, three to six Eastern time when you're not listening to this podcast. But here is the uh, here's the president on Friday.
1: The people of our country are smarter than than the people that cover them because they get it. How can I be in a position where I'm leading in a lot of states? I mean, don't believe these fake polls, these fake polls. I I don't know if you have a look at them. I don't even know why they have to put it down. I think there's a legal reason, but they put down where they interviewed 18% more Democrats than Republicans. Trump is losing by five. Do you understand what I mean?
2: Yes. Yes. I I think people understand uh, what what you mean, Mr. President. It's kind of interesting. Washington Post uh, doing their best to, continue to spin what we saw take place with the idiots that were threatening to kidnap uh, Governor Gretchen Whitmer uh, in, in a kidnapping plot. Washington Post burying the news that one of the alleged plotters in the scheme to kidnap the governor is also a Black Lives Matter supporter. One of the alleged plotters, 23 years old, Daniel Harris, attended a BLM protest in June, telling the Oakland County Times he was upset about the killing of George Floyd and police violence. But 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 I was told by the media, Joe Biden and Whitmer, all the plotters are right wing racist militiamen inspired by Donald Trump. That's the narrative coming out of uh, uh, one of the conservative publications of Breitbart. But this guy apparently went and was in opposition to police violence. I think most conservatives are in opposition to police violence, but no conservatives that I personally know or associate with are looking to kidnap politicians and and harm them, put them on trial for a kangaroo court. I mean, that's, that, that's kind of nuts. Among the alleged plotters, by the way, you can add Daniel Harris to the list of those people that don't fit those narratives. There also happens to be other people who are part of that list that don't fit the media narrative. Brandon Caserta, uh, you can watch his videos, uh, and they've been all over social media, his videos where he's got the anarchist flag behind him and he's screaming that the president of the United States, Donald Trump, is a uh, tyrant. So that's two of the 13 also, uh, Pete Musico, Pete Musico, uh, who you can see speak out in favor of racial harmony as he attacks the police in another video. That's three of the 13. There's, there's also other important pieces of information. Um, one other important piece of information about all the alleged uh, plotters is uh, the fact that you have people ignoring some of the narrative they, they, their anger was growing over a period of time. They trained together with firearms, experimented with explosives, discussed plans to storm the state capitol building, and by the way, attack officers in their homes. That does not make you any kind of a conservative. You, you heard the sound clip I played for you in that last uh, segment of the Devious Motives podcast where the young man at the Blexit march that didn't get covered either Uh, That young man said, listen, we support law enforcement. Law enforcement is important. The idea that part of the plot is we're going to go to police officers' houses and attack them, murder them, shoot them, harm them in their homes is a pretty big deal. Can we agree that it's a pretty big deal to be going to the police officers' homes and trying to uh, uh, kill them, harm them, what have you? Can we just just all kind of agree that that's a huge issue if that's uh, what is going on? And I think that is what's going on as part of this narrative. Who normalized violence against the police? Who who, who normalized it? What what political party, what group of politicians seems to be uh, kind of okay with it? In fact, I can give you I'll give you a little thought experiment you can you can uh, you can play in your mind. Okay, go back to the period of time between February and the end of May as it related to the coronavirus and covid. And if you go back and look at the coverage, you can look at it and go on Google, you can pick your your custom search time and you can pick your custom search words. If you go back to that period of time between February, so say just after the Schiff impeachment and up to the death of George Floyd, you saw the police and first responders being elevated in our country as heroes dealing with COVID on the front lines. And in in fact, it was only after the killing of George Floyd that all police officers became to members of the political establishment, to college-educated dopes in the suburbs, to blue, blue, blue-blooded leftists in cities like de Blasio and those folks. Only at that moment, the killing of George Floyd did the police become ACB and you know what that stands for. Not Amy Coney Barrett. It's they know I'm sorry. They became ACAB. All cops are bleeps. So that was, that was the talking point throughout the beginnings of the pandemic. It was abandoned with the killing of George Floyd. Now just pause it right here. Cause I want to, I want to give you a lesson in consistency and this is not a devious motive. This is actually giving you clarity to the sort of spin that you do get otherwise with the devious motives of those other people running around trying to score cheap, cheesy political points. What were you told after September the 11th? What were you told after every domestic terrorist attack that took place on American soil during the Obama Biden years? What were you told? I'm I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. That's right. You were told, don't blame everybody for the actions of a radical few who, what? ideology practices, collective punishment uh, when it comes to dealing with people whose actions they don't like. Give me an example of a give me a country that you think does collective punishment where they say, "Okay, this person did something bad. We're going to go and exterminate everybody in the town, everybody in the state, everybody in the area. Well, that is almost exclusively the behavior of of actual tyrants, not not Donald Trump is Hitler because I didn't vote for him and he's Hitler. And the people say that he's Hitler, so I agree. No, no, I'm talking about legit, straight-up tyrants. Your, your Kim Jong-uns, your Xi Jinping's, your Castro brothers, your Maduro's, your Assad's, your Putin's. I'll throw Putin in the mix. I don't care. I'm not, I'm not a lapdog for Putin. Um, your, your tyrants, your Stalin's, your Hitler's, your Mussolini's, your Idiomine's, your really bad people who say, aha, you are guilty. So pause it right there. Go back to Minneapolis. Go back to Minneapolis during during the riots. And at what point did you see Ilhan Omar take to the streets and say, don't blame all the cops for this. We have to blame the perpetrator. That is the same congresswoman in Ward 3 in Minneapolis, Minnesota, who exhorted the following. Some people did some things and we needed to set up care so we could defend the rest of the Muslim population. I don't want to see collective punishment for people who are uh, Muslim, uh, for people who uh, worship Allah. I don't want to see collective punishment for any group of people because it's it's it runs against the central tenets of much of our Christianity. Okay, that you judge individuals on their behaviors, on their things, on their transgressions. You don't you don't say, well, the father was bad, so we kill the sons. You don't do that. That's not it's profoundly un-American. So why would we judge if we were told Islam's a religion of peace? Terrorist attacks are bad. And only a small minority of a large uh, population ever go out there and commit acts of terrorism. Why would the same benefit of the doubt not apply to law enforcement? Because cops kill people. Sure they do. But I just told you, 9-11 is, m- Muslims killed people. At, at Fort Hood, uh, a Muslim killed people. Uh, at, 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 of course, the Pulse nightclub. A person who pledged allegiance to ISIS murdered uh, dozens of, of gay people in a nightclub, and we were told that it was a hate crime and not because he was affiliated with ISIS, even though he told the, the dispatcher on the phone that it was because of ISIS. You can go back and listen to the recordings in 2015. My, my point is this. America doesn't believe in collective punishment because of your identity. You shouldn't be fired because you wore a MAGA hat. You shouldn't be called a racist uh, because you're white and you own a business in a city. You shouldn't be any of those things. You ought to stand and fall on your own merits. You ought to stand and fall on your own actions. And it was so refreshing last week to watch that man stand up there in Wauwatosa, Wisconsin, And confront Black Lives Matter as they were trying to do burnouts on his front lawn. And he said, listen, what are you guys rioting in my neighborhood for? You don't know. A lot of these people in this community support the cause. A lot of the people in this community are are actually out there uh, voting Democrat, are actually out there pushing, you know, reforms. Why would you come in here and thrash these people? Because of the melanin level in my skin and our skin? What's wrong with you? This is the fundamental failing of the current debate in America today. You are told that all white people are bad, that all black people agree with the ideological underpinnings of Black Lives Matter. You are told that all the people in the red states, the people that live in rural areas are hayseeds and hicks and Peter Strzok can, can smell the Walmart shoppers. They smell so bad they, they, they can smell the, the Trump supporters. That is the laziest form of politicking there is. And the way you know if a leader is a real leader is whether or not they're willing to stand up to their own group and take a stand that is principled. If they're not willing to do that, it's, it's, it's looney tunes. Speaking of the guy really running the Democratic Party, Bernie Sanders was on with Ali Velshi. And he was talking to Ali Velshi uh, earlier today um, about the single-payer healthcare system. I thought he made a very compelling argument. I don't agree with it. But I thought it was a really compelling argument. He actually flips Donald Trump's COVID diagnosis back on him, saying that Donald Trump is proof that health care is a right and not an employment benefit. I just think this is a very interesting argument and one that will just never be heard from again. Check it out.
0: What Trump's illness and treatment tell us is that health care is a human right. It's not a job benefit. Everybody, rich, poor, young, old, is entitled to health care in my view, we're Medicare for all, single-payer program. And that idea is gaining more and more momentum every day.
2: I do agree that as a practical matter, it is gaining momentum in terms of people pushing for it, especially the younger people. The problem, though, with Senator Sanders' argument is this. It's how you pay for it. And that's what it ultimately comes down to. And I get it. We've just dropped $6 trillion fighting COVID. And I told you that the the, the British representative to the World Health Organization, said that these lockdowns are terrible and create more poverty. Uh, we can do anything we want, but there's one thing we cannot do. We cannot have wide open borders and a fully socialist system. California is testimony to that. If you want to give away free stuff and you want to tax accordingly, you heard Dinesh D'Souza with me last week. He said, look, these, these, these Northern European countries are able to give away a lot of stuff because they tax everybody to the hilt. So you can get stuff if you just want to make sure everybody gets taxed to the hilt. But if you're going to run around, as Bernie Sanders and say, everybody gets health care and we're only going to go rip off the, quote, wealthy people who make more than $100,000 a year, that's a disgrace and it's disgusting and it's inaccurate. This could be a very, very strong argument if it was a more mainstream issue. But right now, the party that he represents, right now, the party that he represents is more interested in identity politics than identifying solutions inside the body politic. How's that for a twist? Finally, there's this on our way out the door. Johnny Rotten of the Sex Pistols and Public Image Limited, in an interview with a, with a British outlet, came out and said, of course I'm voting for Donald Trump in this upcoming election. It sets up a question that I'd love for you all to think about. Is Donald Trump the new punk? No, no, I'm not saying is Donald Trump a punk? But does he represent sticking it to the establishment personified by Joe Biden, lo these 37, 47 years? That's going to do it for us. I'm Brett Winterbull. You're listening to Devious Motives. Devious
1: Motives with Brett Winterbull.